Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. I am your host, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? Well, after a couple weeks of some uh, family setbacks and some laws, I am back to record the best fucking How I Met Your Mother podcast with my best friend. Hells yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, it's been, uh, it's been a rough few weeks, but uh, we're here. We're ready to talk about season two, episode thirteen, columns. Yes, that's right, John. That uh, that architectural wonder known as the column. You know, I always wondered why though they called them columns and not like something, something else. else. I mean, words are weird, John. Well, it's, I mean, it's the word. I mean. There are different types of columns. Like technically, when you're looking at a piece of loose leaf paper, those two little spots on each side of the main part where you write, they're called columns. They are. They're not spherical. No, yeah, I think it's the spherical. the height. So, they type, or like you know, the you know, it being long. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. This ain't a word podcast. <laughs> this isn't Wordle. That's the you know, our next podcast is going to be all about words. We're just going to crack open a dictionary. And each episode, we'll talk about a different word. Bowl. <laughs> yep. Bowl. Mm-hmm. Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> and that'll, that'll be the whole episode. I think that'll be... Uh, moist. I can't <laughs> wait till we cover moist. <laughs> it'll be our most loved uh, and most hated episode at the same time. Fair. <laughs> it's going to be like a 50-50 audience. It's going to be like John Cena wrestling against like anybody. Nobody cares. Well, somebody cares because half those people, they'll, they'll care. That's the way it works, John. Your kid would be happy. She would be very happy. Speaking Kella of, would be happy. Speaking of John Cena, on a different uh, uh, sitcom uh, situation here, I was watching Parks and Rec. And he's in one episode of Parks and Rec, he and is. as soon as he came out, she had the biggest pop that you could imagine. It was hilarious. It was yes, exactly. You would have had that exact look if you'd seen it in person. Just saying, it was. Hilarious, but we're not here to talk about this. Ain't a Parks and Rec. This isn't Parks and Recollection. This is Last Call at McLaren's, and we're here to talk about some. First off, if we were going to do a Parks and Rec <clears throat> podcast. It would be called Parks and Recollection. Well, that—that's the name of like the actual official podcast. Oh, uh, I would Rob it, Lowe. I would call it <laughs> the Trash Heap. I like that. I like that. Parks I'd call it. Rac- I'd no. call it Waffles and Raccoons. Oh my God. Waffles and scotch. Waffles and scotch. There it is. Waffles you and know, scotch. Leslie, nope. <clears throat> yep. Ron. Waffles and scotch. Waffles, scotch, and bacon. Yeah. Any of those. <laughs> we're over here. We're that'll be our next podcast. Uh, Probably not. <laughs> I was gonna say, first off, man, I'm already burnt out on podcasts right now. Like <laughs> and you only do the one. Just imagine. <laughs> uh, first off, I do two. Well, do we though? Has, <laughs> I mean, been, when it's been a bit. It's been a bit. <laughs> we were gonna do a WrestleMania review, and then you know, my mom passed, and that's true. That's true. She was like, "No, it's not gonna happen, guys. <laughs> not Deal this with year. It. You guys Deal can watch it. it, but you're not reviewing it. <laughs> Deal with it, oh, sirs. God. But uh, all right. Yes. So, season two, episode thirteen. Let me guess. Mm, directed by Pamela Fryman. Wrong. No way. Am I wrong? You are wrong. So, uh, yes, Columns uh, aired originally January 22nd of uh, 2007, and it was directed by Rob Greenberg. 
This is his second episode uh, out of seven total that he directs. So far, he's the only other person to direct an episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother. He previously did The Scorpion and The Toad earlier this season. Oh, yeah, that was a good episode. And he will also be doing the next episode that we watch, Monday Night Football. Yeah! Yeah, so he did. He does two in a row here this season. Uh, and it's written by Matt Kuhn. Uh, this is his first episode, right? You know, as the main writer, but he goes on to write some great ones like Slaps Giving and Three Days of Snow. Yeah, first off, Slaps Giving is one of my favorite episodes. Hell's yeah, man! And then Three Days of Snow. I mean, that's <laughs> also a good one. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm ex- I'm excited to see to get to those when, uh, especially Slaps Giving, man. It's such a good episode. I love it. I can't wait to talk about it. But uh, the summary for this one, Ted struggles to find uh, to fire an employee. Meanwhile, Barney and Robin find an old nude portrait of Marshall that Lily has painted, <laughs> which prompts Barney to hire Lily to paint him. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get this episode rolling with future Ted. He starts off talking about his dream as a kid to build a skyscraper. Yep, and how that dream is finally coming true. I love, this. I love that we get the parallels. We get the kid, like you know, pushing over his his giant Lego skyscraper, followed by Hammond Druthers doing the exact same thing with his columns. Yep, I thought that was uh, some nice juxtaposition there. Um, yeah, so Ted, you know, he gets into the office, introduces his latest building idea of columns. And Ham Hammond Druthers said stupid and destroys this model. And I'll be honest with you, man, I had forgotten that he did that. And when I saw this, I was like, you should fire this motherfucker right now. <laughs> like, on the spot. First off, the thing that comes to mind when I saw this was, you know when Ted designs the uh, the exit way? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the firing the, the, room? Yeah, for GMB, yeah. This is what comes to mind then is I'm like, I would take him in a room and fucking hit him with a chair. <laughs> I would just be like, can, yeah. I, can I see you in this room over here? Boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Like Ted, he's, <clears throat> he's too soft here. You know, uh, he's, you know, he, this is like his, this is for really his first time being a boss. Um, and he's, and he's way too soft and he's just letting him in just walk all over him and treat him like shit in front of all these other employees. Well, I mean, it doesn't help Ted still feels bad that he took the project off of Hammond. Yeah, but you know what? This is this is fucking penis guy. I mean, like, it's and that's it. It's I mean, it's not like they all would have been out of a job if Ted hadn't stepped up with his project because yeah. Hammond came up with a giant penis. Exactly, exactly. And then future Ted says something that like I was like, "What? The, why are why are we doing this here?" Uh, he says, "I wrote down." He says, "I know what you're thinking. Who's this jerk?" And I'm like, "We already know who this jerk is." Now I I understand that it's been like a th- I think like three months had passed between those episodes. It's like seven a seven episode difference, but it's like we literally had a whole episode with this guy, with yeah. penis guys, I like to call him. Uh, fucking everything up we we saw this whole storyline play out so like i guess maybe they were thinking well people might not remember since it's been three months <coughs> seven episodes but it's like i mean you got to give your audience a little bit more credit than that at least a little bit yeah because it's like i said 
seven episodes between this and Aldrin Justice. That's not that much. If no. you're if you're forgetting that entire episode and all that stuff that happened, then like, are you really even watching the show? Right. Just saying, guys. I was gonna say it's not like he was a bit part in the Aldrin Justice episode. He was like huge part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big part. Now maybe you don't remember his name, and that's fine. But like, I feel like you would still at least remember the guy. But yeah. Uh, future Ted continues on saying, you know, uh, at times he was happier before he was the boss. You know, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't hang with the guys anymore. He, uh, he, he has to work more. He's kind of has to be like the buzzkill of, of of the office, which I get. Hang- we have both been bosses. Oh yeah, and uh, we've both been not bosses, and it it's a big difference, a big change going from. You know one what to the, the sad part is, is that you're 100 correct. Is that we've both been on both sides of that spectrum, where we've been the worker, and we've been the boss. Yeah. And then there was a point where I was your boss, and that that one sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's still a hole in the wall of Dollar General's break room. <laughs> but probably. Um, the thing that sucks is, is like he's talking about like. He can't hang out with the guys and joke around, and like he can't. Well, first off, if you can't hang out with the guys and joke around, then you're not being a good boss because a good boss knows the that line <laughs> between the two. Yeah. So either you're doing something that are making your people think they can't trust you, or you need to reaffirm with them that like you're still that guy. Yeah. So I think they're they're so used to a boss like Druthers. And Ted doesn't know what he's doing as a boss, so it, it, he, yeah, he doesn't know how to how to kind of make that transition. How to? I mean, how you're to, not wrong. How to keep that line, as you say? Yeah, he he has no idea of what to do there. Uh, and you know, Hammond is just continuing all these comments with Ted just taking it. It it, it goes on for a bit, and again, I'm just like, just fire his ass. Right here, man. Oh, like yeah. this would've. is unacceptable. It'd be one thing if he was just like, you know, talking about you know his his opinions. You know, uh, you know how he he doesn't think that you know it's a good idea. But now, nah, man, he's like trash talking Ted in front of an entire table of employees. Oh yeah, like, and I mean, like not, not even okay. in a nice way. He's literally like shitting on Ted. Yeah, and like this is, I I don't care if he was your boss before. This is not acceptable. Like, not even a little bit, so. Uh, then we get over to the bar. The gang is all in agreement that he can't let Druthers talk to him that way. Uh, and they have this quick little discussion about who's the boss, which I thought was funny. We have, you know, between Tony, Angela, and Barney picks Mona. Mona. Do you do you have a pick here, John? Yeah, I 100% agree, Mona. Yeah? <laughs> Fucking right. Have you ever watched Who's the Boss? I mean, it's been a long time, but First I off, have. besides the fact that Tony walks in on Angela in the shower... We're going to ignore that whole fact for a second. Mona was the one who ran that fucking house. It wasn't Tony. It wasn't Angela. And definitely wasn't that little kid that nobody remembers. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <coughs> I think I could get behind that. I love that uh, it's Barney's the one who kind of brings it up and everybody's like, what? Yeah, honestly, Mona. <laughs> it kind of shocked me because I would have thought that Ted would have said that. Yeah. I honestly would have thought it would have been ta- uh, Barney would have said Angela. Cause hmm. She's fucking hot. I mean, that's true. Yeah. There. You know, anybody who grew up in the 90s knew, like, it was like, that was one of those shows where, like, oh, hot hot mom on TV, like, woohoo. Yeah, and uh, you can guarantee Barney was watching that show. Uh, Ted then says that, uh, you know, he went to talk to the managing partner. Uh, and this guy, old guy, he tells him to fire him, uh, along with everyone else 
including Mosby. Oh, yeah. I love Fire that. that Mosby. Fire that Mosby. Because <laughs> apparently he thinks that Ted is somebody named Crosby, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, and I thought, I thought it was funny, Ted, because Ted, like, stands up for himself, quote, unquote. And he'll be like, oh, you know, that, that Mosby, he's doing some – here he's doing some good work. First off, why would you hear he's doing good work? You're the boss of that – of those people, right? If Mosby works down there, then you you should know, not just hear. And I would have been like, "Oh, Mosby's my best guy." I would have really sold it up. You know what I mean? And that's it. And I was thinking that same thing. I was like, first off, if you're the boss, you should know who your people are. Not yeah. like you said, not like third party. Like, oh, I hear he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Mosby's my best guy. He's like my number two. We really sold that. Maybe got him a raise. But like, I think he deserves a raise. <laughs> really, really, you know, uh, hit it home is what I would have done. Uh, then we get back to the apartment. Uh, Robin is telling Ted uh, about the time that she had to fire her makeup artist. Uh, and it, it's a it's a funny scene. Okay. But I have a hard time believing that they would leave the firing of a makeup artist up to the anchor of, of the news. Okay. And right before she gets to, to do the makeup, like not yeah. after. That's just a, a that was just a bad choice of timing on her part. But it's like I'm pretty sure that they would have an HR department, somebody who's like Robin's boss, yep. who would take care of that kind of thing. I don't think they'd be leaving that up to her uh, to do. Guess you never know. I guess not. And and yeah, you know, timing. As Robin says in How I Met Your Father, timing is everything, John. And timing can be a bitch. Timing can be a bitch. And that bitch can make you look like a clown on air. <laughs> <laughs> as we saw here. You ain't wrong. As we saw here. Uh, <laughs> and while they're all there, Barney is trying to find a place to plug in his phone charger. And as he's doing so, he finds a painting tucked behind the piano of a naked marshal. Naked marshal. That's right. With a rose. Yeah, with a rose. Uh, and they love this thing, man. And they're they're going off about it. They, they're planning to, to use it to mess with him. I thought it was... Uh, it's a good painting. I want to know who paint, who made this painting. I really do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I would buy one and put it in my house. Dude, you could, I, absolutely. I think that would be a great... I would have a side-by-side of the Marshall one and the Barney one that we get later on. Yes. I, I think that would be awesome. I would... I bet you you can find, like... Recre- recreations of it. Oh, I don't doubt that of one, it but... Somewhere on the <clears throat> That's internet. what I want for my birthday. Fair. I'll look into that. I will look into that. Uh, so then back at the office, Ted tries to fire Hammond <coughs> unsuccessfully as he is interrupted by a birthday party for uh, for Hammond. You know, he, he didn't know it was coming. Here's, here's the thing. A whole birthday party was planned. Yeah, Ted had no, like, the boss. They didn't include him at all. Had no idea... That they're going to interrupt the work day. Nope. And didn't tell the boss, oh, hey, boss, we're going to throw a party for him. And, you know, it's going to interrupt the work day. Like, what the right. fuck is happening in this office? He, he well, has lost all control of this office. And this is, this is where it goes back to. He needs to find the medium of being people's friends and boss. Yeah. Because they obviously froze him out of an entire decision to have a birthday party for somebody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it and it comes very close to making him look like a complete fool. Oh yeah, uh, right there. Which uh, it happens later, but not at this very moment. 
<laughs> then uh, we go back to the apartment. Robin, Barney, and Ted are all messing with, with Marshall uh, about the painting, doing the whole First thing with the, the new I, dart. I was gonna say I love the new dart thing because, like, yeah. Barney's like, "Look at this! I got this new dart. <laughs> I love this new dart." Yeah, Tom, don't, like, you, don't you love new dart? <laughs> this new is one of the few dart. times where I'm surprised the joke doesn't get drug out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They go over this one really quickly. They do. Nude art. It gets close though, like like because like, he's like nude art, and he's like, "You found the painting, didn't you?" <laughs> Just the look on Marshall's face was great. Um, and this is where we learn the story of the painting. Back in college, Lily said she wanted to do uh, a nude painting. Uh, Marshall doesn't want her to see other guys, and so she convinces him to pose for her. Uh, funny thing, in a later episode, we learn that there's more to this story. Yes. The reason that she uh, is doing a nude art is because Marshall won. Marshall ate her bowl of fruit. Yep. Uh, and we also learn that this is where uh, Ted's college girlfriend, Karen, ogles Marshall's the naked linger. body. Yep. The linger. It's, uh, I love that it just, it all ties back. I love the show so much because of, uh, of all the tie-ins that they do. But yes, the linger. We get to we get to see that a little bit later on. Fucking Karen, man, she is like the textbook definition of a Karen. I'm just saying, she absolutely is. You are not even mistaken. Oh yeah, man. Like I feel like she'd be walking down the street. Uh, you know, a black guy would wave at her, and she'd be like, "I'm calling the cops because you, <laughs> you threatened me." She like she I I believe wholeheartedly that she is that kind of person. All I'm saying is <clears throat> she better be careful walking outside during a tornado because somebody might drop a house on her. That's yeah, no, hundred percent. She uh, not a not a good person. Mozzarella. <laughs> That's my favorite. I think it, I, I think you're just being so passe right now. Yeah, it's so passe. Uh, so Marshall goes to find the painting, and it's gone, John. It's not behind the the piano anymore. Where could it be? <laughs> you might want to check the bar. Might want to check the bar, and they. He rushes down he to the bar. He runs for that bar. Yeah, and they all they all follow him. And sure enough, there it is. Marshall uh, has found the painting. Uh, it seems that Barney has given it to Carl, and he has put it up behind the bar. I love that Carl goes along with it. Yeah, and he will not give it back. This, like <coughs> I say, this is probably one of my favorite Carl scenes with him screwing with Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty good scene. Yeah, I I love. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just the the delivery of him just shooting Marshall down every time. Uh, doubt it. <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> I love how Marshall like pretty much jumps the fucking bar to get it. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, and then uh, runs. <laughs> yeah, because Barney's talking. Like he go. I think he goes like to the bathroom, or at least pretends to. Uh, yeah. And Barney's talking to the group about uh, how he's got like this five year rollout plan all across the city for the painting. <laughs> yeah. And We're uh, talking about like bus ads and a yeah. uh, fucking billboard. And and Marshall just comes bolting out of the bathroom, hops the freaking uh, bar, grabs the painting, and just takes off. It was, it was good stuff, man. Uh, though I would have loved to have seen this painting just pop up on random like bus ads throughout the, the show. Just like they don't even mention it, it's just like we see it go by, and there's like painting of Marshall. I think that would have been kind of that would have been hilarious. Yeah, I would love that. 
so Ted leaves to go back to the office. Robin heads out with him. We don't know really where she's going. It doesn't really matter. They just needed her to be out of the bar for this scene. Uh, and Because it, it leaves Lily and Barney together at the booth. Something you don't see very often. Nope. And he says that her painting was great. That they're not, they weren't making fun of the painting. They're making fun of Marshall. And that her painting was actually really great. And when she says that she actually misses painting nudes, he tells her to paint, paint him. Me. Paint me. Paint me paint like, me one, like of your... one of your French girls. Yep. <laughs> I was just you know, going there. I miss these moments when we're in sync like this. Yes, buddy. <laughs> uh, and then we go back to the office. Ted walks in and discovers Hammond Druthers is there. He's been sleeping there. He uh, he was going to fire him, but because he learned that he's you know sleeping there and all this other stuff, he's having marital problems. He uh, does not. He chickens out essentially. Uh, he they talk for a bit, bond a little, and Ted even lets Druther sleep over at his place. <laughs> he Ted's up the situation. He totally Ted's up the situation. Now it's like. I understand feeling bad for the guy. I get it. But no, fuck that guy. I'm he was say, a terrible person as a boss, a terrible person as an employee. There, there's saying. a difference between feeling bad and having to rip that bandaid off anyway. Yeah, yeah. So like, if he had just done it here, I mean, he might have felt a little shitty, but at least he would have done it in the privacy of the, just between the two of them. No. Hypothetically speaking... What if Hammond Druthers losing his job and getting fired caused him to go crazy and leave, move to a different town and change his name and get a job at a car wash? (laughs) Hypothetically speaking, that's not far-fetched. Well, really, he'd have to get a a job as as a teacher first. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But still... But, I mean, that's even more feasible. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've heard I've heard the uh, the Malcolm in the Middle, uh, you know, connection, but I've never heard the How I Met Your Mother connection, and I like it. Think about like this, it. though. He could literally go, like, schizophrenic. That would be how, like, the Walter White Heisenberg thing happens. Yeah. With everything that happens here, he starts to have that break, that tweak, that something's just not right. Mentality. <laughs> and he's like, fuck it. I'll go teach kids. I'll live my life. He falls in love, starts the second job. He's got a kid. He's got a second kid on the way. Now things are getting stressful. He turns to Pink, uh, Pink Pinkman, and then things go haywire. He kills Gus. He kills the girl. He fucking makes blue coke. Well, I hope you guys have all seen Breaking Bad because John just spoiled a whole bunch of it for you if you haven't. Um, and that's all there is, folks. Thank you and good night. No. <laughs> I'm here till Thursday. Tip your waiters and try the veal. Thank you for uh, listening to the final episode of Let's <laughs> <laughs> Call the Clarence. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But uh, so, uh, yeah, then we uh, we go back to Lily. She's having some trouble deciding if she should take Barney up on his offer. <laughs> As you know, it, this could help them pay for the honeymoon that they really oh, want to yeah. go on. Because uh, she really doesn't want to spend her honeymoon in a cave. So she she you know, she entices Marshall with Scotland and Loch Ness. And uh, Barney's like, well, you know, we could never afford that. But then we learned that Barney has offered her. Marshall, by the way. 
Marshall oh, yes. says they can never Mar- afford Yeah, that. sorry. Mar- Marshall says that we can never afford that. And Barney, we find out that Barney offers her $5,000 yep. to paint him. This guy's just throwing money everywhere. Like, it's not the first time we've seen him do that. <coughs> no, no. But I love that she knows that they can also entice him to go higher, so they tease him. Yeah. I mean, that comes that comes later. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But as soon as, as Marshall hears that Barney has offered five thousand dollars, he's like, he's like, let's do it. We're and going we're, to Scotland. We're going to Scotland. Uh, then back at the office, Ted brings up the call. This is the next morning. Him and uh, Ted and Druthers kind of you know, come into the office together because yep. uh, he slept over at Ted's place. And clearly wearing some of Ted's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, later on, Robin's, uh, Robin's shoes, which I thought was funny. Um, Ted brings up the columns again. And even though he and Druthers just had like this bonding night, he still bashes Ted's idea Dude, and makes fun hard of it. Yeah, man. Druthers, I wrote this in my notes. I put Druthers is a manipulative cuck. That's exactly yeah. what he is. And it's like right here, I was just about like, you know what? Fuck you, man. You're done. Get out. You're fired. Right. Fired. Like, hit the bricks, man. Start walking. Dunzo, as the case may be. <laughs> then we go back to the apartment. Lily's getting ready to paint Barney. And he he chooses to hold up a sword, which, to quote this show, he chose poorly. 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 Because his arm eventually starts, like, trembling. Oh, he God, can't, yeah. He can't hold this up. I mean, you know, he, he's strong enough, you know, and all this stuff, but, like, you hold anything out like that for a l- extended period of time, that's going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. Your just your arms really just aren't meant for that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, during this scene, we get to, we see Marshall at the bar. He's thinking about you know what she's doing, and you know, he's like, "This isn't right." And he rushes back off to the apartment, and just as Barney's about to take his boxers off, Marshall bursts in through the door. And he's like, "The deal is off." And we're like, what the fuck? Like, come on, man. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But then we find out what's really going on. He starts yelling, but also at the same time whispering to Lily that he thinks that they can make more, get more money out of Barney. Oh, uh, yeah. For this haunted castle that he found. And as soon as Marshall opens the door, Barney offers them another $5,000. And they accept Right away. And, and then Barney plays it like he's like, yo, you guys are idiots. Go do anything for money. He's <laughs> like, you're like my little puppets. <laughs> and really, he's their puppet. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he's paying $10,000. I don't think Lily has ever or will ever make that kind of money on a single painting in her life. Just mm-hmm. saying. Can't say that, though. We don't know how much money she makes off those paintings when the guy buys them for the dog. That. I mean, I guess that's true. I doubt that. <laughs> doctor's offices are paying $10,000 for a painting. True. You know I what mean, I mean? It's a, it's not like they're like some, it's not like the captain who's some like rich dude. Who that is art, true. You know? I will give you that one. They're, they're doctor's offices. Uh, I just, I don't think they're, she's making $10,000 off of that. Cause that's, that's a fucking chunk of change, man. That's a pretty chunk of change. It's a pretty fucking chunk of change. Then back at the office, Ted is getting fed up. With uh, Hammond Druthers, he's determined to fire him. But thing after thing keep on happening. You know, uh, a guy comes in and serves Hammond uh, divorce papers. Yep. He In these divorce papers, he learns that his dog is dead. 
Yep. Then another birthday party for him comes out from you know the people who weren't there the previous day. With the same at, cake though, which I yeah, thought was really weird. Yeah, because like it was already like half eaten, which I thought was hilarious actually. Uh, and then he has a heart attack. And Ted, <coughs> no, he's like, I know you're faking this. Oh yeah. And he goes on to fire him anyways as he's laying on the ground. But unfortunately for Ted, he was not faking, and now Ted looks like a complete asshole. Dude, like a dick. Like, he could have just finished this in the office when they were alone together. You know, nobody would have seen any of it. He would have came back in, you know, Hammond's gone. You know, we had to let him go. <laughs> Budget cuts, you know, so Budget to speak. Cuts. And, uh, but no, now he looks like a complete dick and has to do something to curry the favor of his employees once more. And that's where he comes up with what he calls his greatest idea ever, Margarita Fridays. Now, I wish I worked at a place that had Margarita Fridays, man. I kind of just want one of those margarita machines. You would. It's a fucking slushy machine that's a margarita. <laughs> that would be pretty great. That would be pretty great. <laughs> I can't even deny that. I would, I would, not a big margarita guy, but uh, I could offer you a mojito. Mojito. Uh, then to end the episode, Lily finishes up the painting. She and Marshall take off with the money. <laughs> as, Bar- as Barney comes running out with the painting, and we learn that Lily did not paint the Barnacle Jr. Dude, I love that he's like, she kendowed me. Yeah, <laughs> she kendowed me. Oh, man. And I, I want that painting. <clears throat> I mean, I really it's, it's, it's a great photo. Like, it's yeah. a great painting. I agree. Like overall, agree. yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I, like I said, I want to know who, who made these paintings, uh, and that's how the episode ends. John, uh, what are your uh, final thoughts here on this episode overall? I mean, I know this is this is like my basic go to, but I mean, like it's okay. Like, yeah, this isn't a great episode. It's not the worst episode. It really focuses on that whole Hammond Druthers being an asshole thing. So that when he has the heart attack at the end of the episode, you don't feel sorry for him at all. Yeah. Like, but you do feel sorry for him a little bit because, I mean, shit's going bad. But it is what it is. This is is a filler episode to make the season stretch out and get Ted to where he needs to be and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, It's definitely not the best in any way. Uh, I, I... Dislike Hammond Druthers so much, and the ineffectualness of of Ted throughout this episode it bothers me. It's like just fucking fire this guy, like get it over Absolutely. with, man. Like stop letting him shit on you like this. The stuff with with the other people in the group is great. I love the stuff of the painting and everything. I thought that was was a hilarious it's part. A very of Robin Light episode, though. It really is, man. Like she's there a couple of times, but. Yeah, nothing for her. Really, this is before her character became like big enough that they could like, because like it's noticeable in season one. Robin's yeah. missing because yeah. you're like, well, what the fuck was she doing? Like, was she off with the news? Was she off doing something personal? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah like because- even even when Ted leaves the bar, she's like, yeah, I'll come with you. She doesn't say where she's going, what she's yeah, doing, exactly. and we don't we don't really see her. And you know, again after that, really, um, and so yeah, I get that. Totally get that. So, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like the episode, but I, I'm glad that the guy who wrote this goes on to do some great ones after like that. Slaps Giving is 
is fucking amazing. Yes. So, you know, this was, he was cutting his teeth on this one and uh, goes on to do some really, really good stuff later on. So he really does. All right. So now that we have talked about <laughs> the episode, it is that time, folks. It is time for Barney's, Barney's blog. blog. That's Shoot right. Up, yeah. And this week's uh, edition of Barney's blog it is titled The Barnabas Stinson Presidential Library. Oh, boy. Yeah. This one uh, was written on Tuesday, January 23rd of 2007. And it says, As hopefuls begin campaigning for the 2008 presidential election, it occurs to me that I will most likely be called upon to serve as president at some point in my life. Short of advancing my national dress code platform, the single most important contribution I will offer the American people is the Barnabas Stinson Presidential Library. Remind me, who ran in 08 again? That uh, was that, Obama. That was Obama's first term. Okay. That, yeah, that was when he ran for the first time. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I will offer the American people... Uh, the Barnabas Stinson Presidential Library, an interactive journey through the roller coaster of awesomeness that is Barney Stinson. With the consultation of my best friend, a leading architect, I've compiled a few preliminary schematics for the library, which I've included here for you. Uh, and for those watching on YouTube, I will be including here uh, momentarily. If you are listening on uh, the podcast where you can't actually see anything, I will include the links to these uh, images so you can see what the hell we're talking about. So here's the first one. <laughs> okay. It's a, uh, it, you know, looks like a, a couple boobs. Really, it really does. And it's got a roller coaster in the background. Which, okay, sure, library. They roller missed coaster. a big opportunity with this one. What would be your opportunity? It should have been a boat. Should have been a boat? Motorboat, okay. bro. No, that's fair, fair. No, I get that. Like I it just, should have been like a little boat set up instead of a I don't, I don't think that I don't think Barney is that opaque when it comes to, I think he, he's way too literal. You know, it's gonna be boobs. Boobs No boobs, no no. Boobs. I mean instead of the roller coaster, it should have oh. been like a little boat and it should have oh, went right I got in the you. middle of those boobs. I got you, I got you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the uh, the entrance should have been a boat. You sure. Know what I mean? That the I think that would have actually been pretty funny. Or like just right on top, there's just a, a random boat there. Hell could yeah, have, that could have been funny. Uh, and then we've got the floor plan here, and along <laughs> with this fl floor plan, he has included a key to uh, everything going on in here. So we're gonna go over the stuff here. So if you look, there are letters associated with various things and we're going to kind of go over what oh, all of those God are <laughs> uh, so letter a uh where you can see it's kind of against that left wall in the middle there uh is the barney it says when you have a face and body that seems chiseled from marble uh, from marble it is your duty to immortalize that image with actual marble so it's a bust i think it's a full statue uh, it looks like the way it looks it looks like a bust yeah, it says he, uh, here it says, unlike some other statues, look in your way, David, all my parts are actually Stinson size. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, they are. Also, the marble will function like living tissue over a mechanized <laughs> endoskeleton, allowing the Barney to high five all visitors. That's great. So he's naked and he, he's in, uh, I'm assuming, a high five position. 
which I would have loved to have seen, uh, actually seen the, uh, like a picture of that. Like obviously you, you know, you blur out the, uh, the, you know, the penis, but. So let me guess. B is seating. Uh, B are, bu- no, B are busts. A collection of bronzed busts of influential women I've touched over the years. Okay. Yeah. C is the gift shop, an upscale <laughs> an upscale store offering visitors the opportunity to take home non-communicable mem- mementos to celebrate their time spent inside the Barnabas Stinson Presidential Library. Popular items will include framed copies of My Lemon Law, fine clothing, and authorized replica neckties from the Stinson Administration Collection, and for the kids, the Barney Stinson doll. An interactive action figure learning tool designed to teach children the art of suiting up. Dude, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so D, it says BSPL Gallery. Let me guess. Barney Stinson Players Lounge. No, the PL is the is Presidential Library. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So but, Barney Stinson Presidential Library Gallery. Yes. And Pictures in this gallery. Technically, yes. Uh, it's specifically Lily's painting. Oh, okay. He says, an early portrait of me that captures the full Barney minus the Barnabas Maximus, which the painter was clearly so in awe of that she couldn't capture it believably. Notice the face, the youthful optimism, the proud jaw, the come-hither stare that seems to scream, I'm Barney Stinson, President of the United States and this bedroom. Fair. Uh, E is Stormtrooper. No presidential library is complete without a Stormtrooper. I bet you he just took the one from his apartment. You know, I was like that, say, that, that would probably I'm, be. I'm his assuming plan. that's probably where that one came from. Uh, F is the tie wing, a sampling of, of some of the ties I've worn throughout my life. Just as the tie makes the suit, so, uh, so too does this wing make my library. Popular relics include my first tie. The Paisley number I wore on the night I lost my virginity, and the MVP championship tie my laser tag team got me in uh, got me in celebration of my advanced tactical play. And I would have to imagine that uh, maybe later on down the line he'd throw like the ducky tie in there. So there's a small a small error in that though. Yes, there is. He, he wasn't wearing a tie the night he lost his virginity. Ah, uh, yes, sir. You are correct, uh, but he's not going to tell you that. That is true. You know what I mean? Even if even if at this point they had known that that was going to be the case, uh, there's no way that he's going to know that he's yeah, going to admit We've already that. gotten past him telling the virginity story. Yeah, but we haven't seen it. True. You know what that I mean? That is like, true. We didn't, we didn't actually see anything, so we didn't know. We don't really, at this point, know what he was wearing. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, he would never admit that to the world. That's so, fair. I, yeah. You're right. And then finally, G, the library, an astoundingly thorough collection of documents, papers, and other written materials that detail the story of my life from conception to non-conceptions. Highlights include, but are not limited to, leather-bound editions of my zines and blogs, a wide-ranging assortment of letters I've written to extricate myself from various females' bedrooms, and of course, an early draft of my yet uh, as yet unpublished children's book, Barney Stinson's Alphabet Soup. <laughs> I also wholeheartedly believe that uh, you know eventually we would get like 
the the playbook and whatnot in there as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. So, but yes, that my friends was Barney's blog for this week. So, uh, you got any final thoughts before we wrap this up, my friend? I can't believe you didn't even mention the hot tub for twenty. Oh, it's not on the list. I know it's not on the I list, just but it's, it's in there. It is in there. You are right. You are right. Hot tub for twenty fountain. First of the for those of you who can't see this picture and you know wanna kind of have the visual, the hall of the hall of Barney, as I'm gonna call this, is in kind of the shape of a B. Yes. So you're gonna enter it, and most of the stuff that Josh describes is either right in front of you or to the right. And to the left, once you go past the library, they're in the other like front part of the B as an apparently a hot tub for 20 slash fountain. Yeah. <laughs> all in its own separate room it's in its complete. own separate room yeah because that is just how barney is that's true he is that's a great blog like for him though yeah yeah i agree um they, i think i would love to see like a uh like just like a random reunion episode and like where he's like running for president dude that'd be hilarious i, I think that would be would be pretty hilarious that would be funny yeah but uh, yeah, do you have any final thoughts, my friend, on this episode? Episode uh, episode thirteen from season two, columns. No, sir. All right. Well, then let everybody know where they can find you, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't already, jump over on Twitter. Find me at Simply Saint J One. I'm not really doing the the podcast anymore, but it's there. Uh, but please check, jump on over there. Uh, there's also a link to my blog on there. Uh, you can find me over here at Simply Saint J One. The Nachibama's podcast blog. Um, I mean, that's me. I'm, I'm on social media everywhere. You can find me on uh, Facebook. You can email me. Uh, at some point, I'm going to pull Barney Stinson to just hold up my phone number here and be like, text me. <laughs> you did that once, and I cut it out. <laughs> I know you did. I was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> I'll put Josh's number up there next. Oh, and actually, I'm going to I'm gonna plug this for the first time since I kind of have like a uh, – Rough edit of my first part. Coming soon. The John made autobiography. So uh get ready for that, ladies and gentlemen, because it's gonna be one fuck of a ride. It's gonna it's definitely gonna be a ride. I'll say that. Uh and you can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R, as well as right down here at movie blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with a movie blog. If you are watching this on YouTube, you are on the Merc with a movie blog YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. And click that little bell right up at the top so you always know when we drop brand new videos. And if you are listening on uh, podcast form, if you're over on Anchor, be sure to leave us a voice message. We always love to hear what you guys have uh, to say, and we will play that on uh, air for you during an episode and address what you have to say. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify and you want to leave us a five-star review, be sure to write something because then we will read that out on air uh, and unless you're saying some nasty shit, then maybe I'll just shame you. You know, I'll shame you and shame. shame. Shun the non-believer. That's right. But uh, yeah, and be sure to follow us at uh, Last Call H I M Y M on Twitter. That's at Last Call H I M Y M. I'm on there quite often. So uh, you know, if you have some questions, comments, concerns, funny gifts you want to share. <laughs> Uh, experiences that relate to characters or whatever, 
let us know. Uh, Maybe you got your own personal story about a bar incident or something you want to share. Yeah. Have you bought a bar? Let us know. I want to know all of that stuff, guys. You should guys. buy a bar. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, let us know everything that you got going on. And uh, uh, I think that's all I got for him. Uh, what do you got for him, my friend? I'm going to end this one a little bit differently today. Ooh. What do you got? Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Boom. Catch you next time.